This is Getting to Know Your Bible, a program dedicated to the proclaiming of the good news of Jesus Christ. Here's Billy Lambert. It is a pleasure to be with you today on Getting to Know Your Bible. We do appreciate those of you who are watching today. It might be that you're watching for the very first time. Thank you for tuning in today. Some of you are watching because you do it every time we come on air. Thank you as well. Now today on our telecast, we have a, a subject that one day will be a part of our lives. We don't like to think about it sometimes, perhaps. I'm just calling it the end, the end. I hope that you'll stay tuned to see what we have to say about that subject. Now today on our telecast, we continue to offer the free Bible correspondence course. Now I want to underscore the fact it's free. And I know you hear a lot of things said on television sometimes by people that are offering different things and may think you're getting something free and when reality you don't get it free. But this is, it's free. There is no cost. When I tell you it's free, my integrity is involved. If I were to tell you that it's free and that it were to cost you something, I wouldn't be telling you the truth. So I'm telling you the truth. There's no cost. So don't let that hinder you from calling to get the course. Now that you might know a little bit more about the course, and that you might know how to receive the course, let's pause for just a moment. To help you in your study of the Bible, we want to send you this Bible Correspondence Course. This course is non-denominational. It's based on the Bible. It's conducted by mail, and it's free. To receive this course, write to Getting to Know Your Bible, Post Office Box 314, Somerdale, Alabama, 36580 or call toll-free 1-877-711-5214. I'd like to read now from 1 Corinthians chapter 15, and I want to read just one passage, and that's verse 24. Then comes the end, when he delivers the kingdom to God, when he puts an end to all rule and all authority and power. Now let me notice this part of the passage. Then comes the end. It might be that you notice in your Bible that the word comes is in italics, which indicates it's a supplied word. That is, there wasn't a word in the Greek language to give you the full uh, meaning of what he's saying in the original language, so it supplies the meaning. Then the end, then comes the end. And that's why the word comes helps to supply the true meaning. He's talking about the end, and there will indeed be an end. We want to establish one fact. Jesus Christ is going to come back someday. Now that's a fact of, 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 of the Bible. Jesus himself said in the 14th chapter of John's Gospel, I go to prepare a place for you, and if I go to prepare a place for you, 
I will come again. I will come again. Jesus Christ is coming again. In Hebrews, the ninth chapter, and in verse 28, the Bible says, So Christ was offered once to bear the sins of many, to those who eagerly wait for him, listen to this carefully, he will appear a second time. That's why sometimes we refer to this as the second coming of Jesus Christ. He's coming back. In 1 Peter chapter 5 and verse 4, Peter said, When the chief shepherd shall appear, ye shall receive a crown of glory that fadeth not away. So one day the chief shepherd is going to appear. Then in Matthew chapter 24 and in verse 42, Watch therefore, for you do not know what hour your Lord is coming. Then turn to Matthew chapter 25 and verse 13. Watch therefore, for you know neither the day nor the hour in which the Son of Man is coming. So again, it is affirmed from the Bible that Jesus Christ is coming. He's coming back someday. Then in Acts the first chapter and in verse 11, Men of Galilee, why do you stand gazing up into heaven? This same Jesus who was taken up from you into heaven will so come in like manner as you saw him go into heaven. So Jesus left. He went back to be with the Father in heaven. And the angel said, just, just wait a little while because this same Jesus is coming back again someday. Now in 1 Thessalonians, the fourth chapter, beginning in the 13th verse, But I do not want you to be ignorant, brethren, concerning those who have fallen asleep, lest you sorrow even as others who have no hope. For if we believe that Jesus died and rose again, even so God will bring with him those who sleep in Jesus. For this we say to you by the word of the Lord, that we who are alive and remain until the coming of the Lord will by no means precede those who are asleep. For the Lord himself will descend from heaven with a shout, with the voice of, the, of an archangel and with the trump of God, and the dead in Christ will rise first. And we who are alive and remain shall be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air, and thus we shall always be with the Lord. Wherefore, comfort one another with these words. So the Bible teaches in 1 Thessalonians chapter 4 that Jesus Christ is coming back someday. Then if you'll turn just a page or so to 2 Thessalonians chapter 1, beginning in the seventh verse. And to give you who are troubled rest with us when the Lord Jesus is revealed from heaven with his mighty angels in flaming fire, 
taking vengeance on those who do not know God and those who do not obey the gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ. These shall be punished with everlasting destruction from the presence of the Lord and from the glory of His power. So when Christ comes back, that says that Jesus is coming back in flaming fire. That He's coming back with His mighty angels. What a day. What a day that's going to be. And then if you'll turn to the book of Revelation, chapter 1, and if you'll notice in the seventh verse, Behold, He is coming with clouds, and every eye will see Him, and even though who pierced Him, and all the tribes of the earth will mourn because of Him, even so. Amen. Notice, He is coming. He is coming. He is coming with clouds. Jesus Christ is coming at the end of time. Now, the Bible speaks of last days. For example, on the day of Pentecost, as is recorded in the second chapter of Acts, Peter is quoting a prophecy that is found in the book of Joel, chapter 2, verses 28 to 32. And in Acts, the second chapter, as he quotes this prophecy, in verse 17, he said, And it shall come to pass in the last days, says God. I will pour out uh, uh, my spirit on all flesh. So there he talks about last days, plural. Then in 2 Timothy, the third chapter, and in verse number 1, Paul said this, Know also that in the last days, perilous times will come. Well, when will those perilous times come in the last days? Sometimes people talk about the last days as though that happened about a hundred or so years ago. Or maybe those days are just now beginning, the last days. But now let's read one other passage, and that's found in Hebrews, the first chapter, verses 1 and 2. God, who at various times and in various ways spoke in time past by the fathers, by the prophets, has, and has in these last days spoken to us by His Son, whom is appointed heir of all things, through whom also He made the worlds. Here it is said that it is in the last days that God would speak to us by His Son. So we are in the last days. We have been in the last days since the day of Pentecost, recorded in Acts chapter 2. That is, we are in the last age of Bible history. There will not be another one after this. These are the last days. We've been living in the last days for nearly 2,000 years. So this is not something that just has happened. But there is to be a distinction made between the last days and the last day. Last day. That's singular. Last days is plural. Last day is just one day. Now I want you to turn in your Bibles to John, the sixth chapter, and there are three passages in the sixth chapter of John that I want us to notice. The first verse is in verse number 39. This is the will of the Father who sent me, 
that of all he has given me, I should lose nothing, but should raise it up when? At the last day. At the last day. There's going to be a last day. Now notice verse 44. No one can come to me unless the Father who sent me draws him, and I will raise him up when? At the last day. So there's going to be a last day. There's going to be an end. Now look at verse 54. Whoever eats my flesh and drinks my blood has eternal life, and I will raise him up when? At the last day. Three times in this chapter it is affirmed that there will be a last day. Now turn in your Bibles to John the 11th chapter and in verse 24. It is here in John the 11th chapter and in verse 24 that Jesus is at the house of, uh, of Lazarus and Jesus Christ uh, is uh, going to uh, eventually raise Lazarus from the dead. But uh, when he comes to the house of Lazarus, uh, his sister says, Lord, if you had been here, he wouldn't have died. And so if he had been here, Lord, th this wouldn't have happened, Lord, if, if you had just been here. And Jesus tried to assure her that her brother was going to live again. Now, I want you to notice what she says about Lazarus in verse number 24. She says, uh, I know that he will rise again in the resurrection when? At the last day. So she said, I know that he's going to raise again someday and it's going to be in the last day. And so there will be a last day. And then again in John the 12th chapter and in verse 48, I want you to listen to what Jesus Christ said about this day. He who rejects me and does not receive my words has that which judges him. Well, what will judge us? The word that I have spoken will judge him in the last day. So notice this. We have noticed that the Bible teaches that there are last days, plural. And we are living in those last days even now. And as we live in these last days, we need to be sure that we're doing what God would have us to do and not what we want to do. We need to be sure that we're doing the will of God in our lives. And, but not only that, we make a distinction between last days and the last day. Now that last day is referred to in different ways in the New Testament. Sometimes it's just referred to as that day. It's just called that day. You remember in Matthew, the uh, seventh chapter, 
Jesus said in verse 21, Not everyone that saith unto me, Lord, Lord, shall enter the kingdom of heaven, but he that doeth the will of my Father which is in heaven. Men, many will say unto me in that day, Lord, have we not prophesied in thy name? In thy name cast out devils, and in thy name done many wonderful works. But I shall profess unto them, I never knew you. And so Jesus said, many will say unto me when? In that day. That day. I think about Paul's statement in 2 Timothy chapter 1 and verse 12 when he said, I know in whom I have believed and am persuaded that he is able to keep that which I have committed unto him against that day. I believe that the day of, of reckoning, the day of judgment, the end of time was so much a part of the thinking of the people in Jesus' day that they just referred to it as that day, that day. Paul was in prison and when he wrote the book of 2 Timothy, in the sixth verse he said, I, I am ready to be offered and the time of my departure is at hand. And then he said in verse 8 of that chapter, he said, Henceforth there is laid up for me a crown of righteousness which the Lord shall give me at that day. That day. And not to me only, but unto all of them that love is appearing. So they just called it that day. The end of time is that day. It is also called the day. In 2 Peter the third chapter in verse 10, Peter said, the day of the Lord, the day of the Lord will come as a thief in the night. He just called it the day. In the 12th verse he said, looking for and hasting to the coming of the day of God. The day. He just called it the day. In Matthew chapter 25 in verse 13, we, we read that earlier. Of that day and hour, that day and hour. So there's going to be a day and hour in which the Lord comes. You know, in John 5, verses 28 and 29, Jesus said, Marvel not at this, for, for the hour is coming, in the which all that are in the grave shall hear His voice and shall come forth, they that have done good to the resurrection of life, they that have done evil to the resurrection of damnation. So there's a day coming and an hour coming when the end will come, and it is in that day and in that hour that there will be the resurrection of the dead. So it is called the end. It is called that day. It is called the day. It's also called the great day. I want you to turn now in your Bibles to the book of Jude. Jude is a very short book in the New Testament, but it contains some of the most powerful passages there are in all of the Word of God. And in the sixth verse of this little book, we read, And the angels, who did not keep their proper dominion, but left their own abode, he has reserved in everlasting chains under darkness, listen to him now, for the judgment of the great day. 
So there will be a last day called that day, the day, the great day, the judgment of the great day. So there's a great day coming, a great day coming. And that's the day in which the Lord Jesus Christ will come back someday. Jesus Christ will return, and there are some significant things that will happen on that day. For example, on that day when Jesus Christ comes, the end comes, the last day, the day, the judgment of the great day, as we have noticed it is referred to, Jesus Christ will return in visible form. That is, He will be seen. His return will be visible. Every eye shall see Him. Revelation 1-7. Secondly, when Jesus Christ returns, it will be audible. He will come with a shout, with the voice of the archangel, and with the trumpet of God, and you will not mistake that for thunder. You will know it. When Jesus Christ comes, there will be the resurrection of the dead. John 5, 28 and 29 tells us about the resurrection of the dead. The dead in Christ. All of those who've died and sleeping beneath the sod are going to be raised that day. All people will be raised that day. Let me go back to John 5, 28 and 29 one more time. The hour is coming in the which all that are in the grave shall hear His voice and shall come forth. When shall they come forth? When they hear His voice. When will they hear His voice in that hour? What hour? The hour. A specific point in time. They will hear His voice and will come forth. Who will come forth? All that are in the graves will come forth. And they will all come forth from the grave when they hear His voice in that hour. Those that have done good to the resurrection of life. Those that had done evil to the resurrection of damnation. Now there are some who would make a distinction between the resurrection of the righteous and the resurrection of the unrighteous saying that there's going to be a long period of time between the resurrection of the righteous and the resurrection of the unrighteous. But, but friends, the text of John 5, 28 and 29 will not, hold, will not bear that out. It will not hold up under that kind of, of, of reasoning. Because there is an hour coming. And it is in that hour, that specific point of time, that men will hear Jesus and will come forth. All that are in the graves will come forth. Not some of them, not a few of them, not half of them, not a tenth of them. All of them will come forth from the grave on that day. Now something else that's going to happen on that end is the earth as we know it's going to be destroyed. We read earlier from 2 Peter 3 and 10, the day of the Lord will come as a thief in the night, in the which the heavens will be destroyed, earth, all things work that are therein will be burned up. You see, when He comes back, this old world as you and I know it will not exist any longer. I had a lady ask me one day, said, Brother Lambert, what do you think is going to happen to the earth when Jesus comes back? She says, let me tell you what I think. She said, I think the Lord's just going to scorch you like you burn toast. I'll tell you one thing. He's not going to scorch it like you burn toast. It's going to be burned up. It's going to be destroyed. 
The psalmist said in Psalms 102 of old, Thou hast laid the foundation of the earth and the heavens are work of thy hand. They shall perish, but thou shalt endure. And don't you think it's time that we started putting more of our faith and confidence in things that are going to last rather than stuff that, appear, that we have down here on this old world? All this stuff down here on this earth is not going to last. But it is only those things that are attached to God, to Jesus, and to the next life that are going to endure. That's the reason I'd encourage you to become a Christian, to become a New Testament Christian by believing in Jesus, John 8, 24. By repenting of your sins, Luke 13, by 3, and by confessing that you believe in Jesus, Matthew 10, 32, 33. And by being baptized by immersion into Christ for the remission of your sins, Acts 2.38. And by being a faithful Christian, Revelation 2.10. That's why I'd encourage you to do that. Because this whole world's not going to last. Only those things that are attached to God will endure. It doesn't it just make common sense that if the world is not going to last, one day it's going to come to an end. Wall Street will stop their business that day. They won't have to worry about whether or not there's going to be a crash coming because that's a, it's over. That's the end of it. And the governments of the world that are fussing and fighting today and feuding can stop all of that. They won't have to worry about building more bombs and such like because there's not going to be any future for them. It's all over. And only those things that are attached to God that, that serve God and believe in God and try to do the will of God in their lives are going to endure. That's the reason I'd encourage you to give your life to the Lord. When He comes back, this old world's going to be over. And then that's when we're going to the judgment. When the Son of Man shall come in His glory and all of His holy angels with Him, then shall He sit upon the throne of His glory and before Him shall be gathered all nations. And he shall separate them as a shepherd divides the sheep from the goats. He has set the sheep on the right hand and the goats on the left. That's when the judge takes over. Jesus is your Savior today. That's when he'll be your judge. He wants to save you right now. And I, I'm, I'm talking to people right now. I know I am. Who are in turmoil with their lives because they don't have a purpose for living. Jesus can give you a purpose for living. And we need to live in, in view of the fact that one day He's coming back for His own. We, we need to sing the chorus we read in the, in the book of Revelation, Even so, come Lord Jesus. That's going to be the greatest day in the history of the world. That will be when the end comes. And that's when He's going to give the kingdom to God. What a glorious day. What a glorious day. I want to thank you for watching today. And until we meet again, may the Lord bless you and keep you, is my prayer. Getting to know your Bible has been presented by Churches of Christ. If you have a question about the church, or if you would like the location of a Church of Christ near you, or to receive the free Bible course, write to Getting to Know Your Bible, Post Office Box 314, Somerdale, Alabama 36529.
1-877-711-5280 or call 1-877-711-5214. Join us next time for Getting to Know Your Bibles. <laughs>